VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us today on Crosstalk, coming your way from VCY America. Ladies and gentlemen, it was January 22nd, 1973, that a majority of United States Supreme Court justices issued their opinion that abortion was a right found in the United States Constitution. Well, it took 49 years, but on June 24th, 2022, the court overturned Roe v. Wade in the decision rendered under Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, the floodgates have opened around this country with a number of states protecting life in the womb where other states are targeting life in the womb. Annually, on the Sunday closest to the Roe v. Wade decision is Sanctity of Life Sunday. That's this coming Lord's Day. This Friday, January 19th, the 51st annual March for Life will be taking place in Washington, D.C. So addressing pro-life issues with us today, Standing for Life in Critical Times, we welcome back Brad Mattis, the president of Life Issues Institute, founded in 1991 to serve the educational needs of the pro-life movement. Brad is a host of Life Issues. It's a daily radio commentary, also the weekly straight talk on life issues. He's produced numerous radio specials, Standing for Life, for many decades. Brad, thank you for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Thank you, Jim. It's always good to be with you. Brad, in in interviewing you many times, even prior to the Dobbs decision came, uh, had come out, uh, you you were always optimistic. Uh, you were all, you always said, you know, we're going to see Roe v. Wade overturned, and we praise the Lord it has. But the the battle, though, has not let up. It seems to only have intensified. Does that surprise you? Oh no! When we uh, we always said too that in addition to confident that Roe would be overturned. We also often said that that's when the work really begins. That's when we roll up our sleeves and do work that we uh, had not had the opportunity to do before. But I must say the intensity, uh, the vulgarity, the violence of the other side has been very disconcerting and somewhat surprising. But I guess it shouldn't be because uh, abortion is one of Satan's most powerful tools to pull souls away from Jesus, and he is very upset by the Supreme Court's ruling, and he's, of course, been behind all of the shenanigans that we've seen since then. Yeah, a lot of shenanigans, and Brad, frankly, we've seen pro-lifers targeted, I mean, we've seen some pretty uh, awful-looking arrests that have been made against pro-lifers. I understand there are still pro-lifers that are being held in some jails now as a result of, of standing against uh, life, um, or standing on, on behalf of life against abortion. Uh, a lot of targeting has been going on, even from the Justice Department. Absolutely. Uh, what Biden has done is weaponized the Department of Justice and FBI. Some friends of mine are sitting in jail because they uh, peacefully... Uh, protested abortion in front of the killing centers. And while the, um, the people who burned and trashed uh, churches and abortion facilities uh, threatened uh, the lives of Supreme Court justices, seemed to go uh, uninhibited um, and not brought to justice, we have these peaceful people sitting in jail and, and as I said, you know, I know some of them, and they are not violent people. Mm-hmm. It is not anything they would even think of doing, but it just goes to show the bias, the evil bias, in my opinion, against good. Uh, do you have an idea, any idea as to how many babies have been saved as a result of the Dobbs decision? Well, somewhere in the, in the realm of 40,000 at this point, we believe. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a conservative estimate, I believe. I think there are women all over the country and men who uh, are pleased with the court's decision and are using it as an excuse to reject abortion because in their heart of hearts, they know that killing their own flesh and blood, their own defenseless child is wrong. And uh, I think that, well, research has shown, Jim, that 60, 70 percent or more of women who have an abortion felt like they were coerced or even forced into abortion. So 
God only knows how many lives will be saved, but I think that that's a very conservative estimate. Yeah, and without question, I mean, states that are protecting life in the womb rather than targeting it, they're they're seeing more more births in their state as a result. Absolutely, and they're they're also uh, not seeing uh, pregnancy cases go up. Uh, those are dropping also because we are finding much to the consternation of the liberal media that uh, that. The teens and young adults are realizing that getting pregnant and active in sex is not a good thing for their health and well-being. Brad Mattis with us today from the Life Issues Institute. Uh, Brad, uh, Kamala Harris, vice president, uh, she has uh, been said by some to be America's abortion cheerleader, and she is launching, (laughs) seriously, I mean, and she is launching what they're calling a Fight for Reproductive Freedom Tour Kicking off January 22nd, that's next Monday, uh, the 51st, uh, 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade. She's kicking off this tour. And the, the place that she is doing this is in a battleground state of Wisconsin, our home state. Uh, your reaction to this? Yes. Well, as we all know, Kamala is not what we would call a gifted person. And uh, being a cheerleader for abortion in America is right up her alley. That's something she has capabilities of doing. But just stop to think of it, Jim. Here is the vice president of the United States going from state to state, town to town, and celebrating the ability of women to kill their own children. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what she's doing. And I cannot imagine laying my head on the pillow every night realizing that I was part of something so disgusting. Yeah, and indeed. And she continues to say, and I saw her, the, the release from the White House on this, and she said that, quote, every woman should have the right to make decisions about her own body, not the government. Brad, when you kill the baby, that's not her own body. Well, again, that's Kamala's lack of mental capacity showing through again, because you're exactly right. It is not part of her body. At 28 days, a heart beats a blood different from that of the mother. The baby's DNA is totally different and will never be replicated in the history of all mankind. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't speak well for her or the Biden administration who ignore the basic knowledge we have of fetal development and when human life begins. That information was well established back in the 40s. Yeah, I mean, can I say follow the science on this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it seems like they only follow the money. Yeah. They only follow uh, things where they think that will help them to get reelected. And they have been doing the bidding. They have been carrying the water for the abortion industry since they took uh, over as in the White House. And they are continuing to do that. Uh, and they think that is their ride to another four years. Um, Brad, the the day after the White House announced her tour, uh, she did an interview on MSNBC in which she falsely claimed that Christians can support the killing of babies by way of abortion. And here's her quote, I will be meeting with folks around the country of all types of backgrounds, by the way, and political party affiliation to talk about the fact that one, uh, the one most of us agree that one does not have to abandon their faith or deeply held belief to believe that the government should not be telling her what to do with her body. And I, I read that, Brad, and I said, on the contrary, one would have to totally abandon the Scriptures, abandon the God of the Scriptures, to believe that one has a right to kill an innocent baby in the womb. That's right. And, of course, um, besides the commandment, thou shalt not kill, there's all kinds of verses uh, in the Bible talking about the beautiful and precious gift of life in the womb. Psalm 139 is an example where it says, you need me in my mother's womb, mm-hmm. and my frame was unknown to you when I was made in secret. Um, for her to say that, again, is ignoring the reality of the Christian faith, as well as they ignore the science of when human life begins. Brad Mattis with us here today from the Life Issues Institute. Uh, Brad, there was a story on LifeSiteNews.com January 9th, and it indicated this. A recent interview with Joe Biden's campaign manager revealed that the sitting president and candidate in the 2024 presidential election is adamant to restore Roe if he's voted into the White House for a second term. 
really, Brad, there's 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 no doubt what President Biden's agenda is on this issue as as he approaches uh, this this coming election here. Yeah, and I don't think that should surprise anyone because as long as Biden's been in office, he has looked for every avenue to increase the number of dead babies. He has left no rock unturned in his effort to further the cause of killing. (laughs) And um, we know that he will do everything in his power to do so. And, of course, appointing uh, Supreme Court justices is the key thing that uh, will achieve that goal, as we know, with President Trump, who did the opposite, putting in uh, justices who understood the Constitution and respected that and did not legislate from the bench, because we know there is nothing in the Constitution that allows for abortion. And uh, it was spot on when the Supreme Court overruled that. They didn't take any bias. There was no hyperbole in that. It was just simply constitutional law, and it was brilliant. Very adamant to restore Roe. And and I read that, and I thought, do you believe this is why we're seeing so many attacks on uh, Justice Clarence Thomas. We're also seeing attacks on Justice Alito, ethics-related issues, and, and we're seeing character attacks on Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Barrett. Uh, do you think those two things are related? Oh, absolutely they are. They're one and the same. And we saw the evil and the, the false accusations against uh, some of these justices as they faced uh, Senate hearings and uh, on confirmation. Um, it was just absolutely obscene, the, the accusations that were made, and we later found out were not true. Um, yes, they will, do, they will stop at nothing, Jim, to further their cause. And abortion is the, the, the foundation on which they put all the other issues, really, as we do on our side. But, uh, yeah, they're going to stop at nothing. Ethics has no... Um, no uh, effect on them. They're not going to uh, develop ethics at this stage of the game. They're just going to exert raw ju- judicial and political power wherever they can. Brad, I, I know, I'm sure that you agree that this election coming up this year of 2024 is is a critical election. It's not only who's in the White House, but that means every cabinet-level position that makes has all this rulemaking authority. But it's also, uh, you know, who's appointing the next Supreme Court justices. And, and also, as it relates to this November election, I know there are many attempts to put abortion on the ballot, literally, uh, on, on these uh, referendum votes as well. Oh, yes. And we have seen this. This is something that really concerns every pro-lifer, Jim. It's an effort that has been, uh, sadly, very successful. We have seen um, dark money come in, seemingly endless dark money, come into these uh, states for referendums, battles, and we have seen them um, take down uh, pro-life laws in states, and Ohio is an example of that. Mm-hmm. We had laws there uh, that was weak in their years in getting those laws passed. And they came in hiding the real nature of what their agenda was and stripped them all down. And now they have abortion on demand until birth. Friends, we're going to pick up with the election issue after the break. Bad Mattis with us from the Life Issues Institute. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Back in one minute. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, as unique as the giraffe is, how did it get its long neck? Chris, an evolutionary story has it that during drought, those animals with long necks could eat leaves higher up in the trees. They survived while the others went extinct. Even though this story is told and retold in evolutionary circles, it's not even a little bit true. The giraffe has many precise design features to support its body style. For instance, a heart which will pump the blood all the way up to the head and then traps in the blood vessels to keep the head from exploding when the giraffe puts his head down to drink from the lake. There's much more to a giraffe than just a long neck. Everything about him is designed to be just this. Modern-day giraffes are very well adapted to the environment to fill an ecological niche. They were designed to do so. They did not evolve. And that's how I see it from a back-to-Genesis perspective. For more on Genesis, visit us on the web at icr.org. 
Standing for Life in Critical Times. Our topic today on Crosstalk, our guest, Brad Mattis from the Life Issues Institute. And Brad, just before we continue on in the election, you've got a wealth of material on your website. Tell us about it. Well, we do. We just built a brand new website from scratch, from the ground up. We have over 5,000 pages of educational information from fertilization and cloning to euthanasia and everything in between. We, we're very pleased that it's much more user-friendly, easy-to-find information. And so we hope that everybody will stop by the website at lifeissues.org, lifeissues.org, and check it out. If there's anything you can't find, you let us know and we'll help you get to it. Yeah, friends, you'll find a lot of information. You click on their articles, click on their research, click on their news, and uh, certainly you'll be kept abreast on many issues. That's lifeissues.org. Well, the uh, calendar page has turned. We're in 2024 now. Iowa just had the first caucus, New Hampshire primary coming up next week. And and then we just, it's the litany of states uh, here soon after, Brad, a very critical election for this year. And uh, as we mentioned, it's it's not only who's in the White House, but who's ever in the White House puts all these cabinet-level positions in, like health and human services. And and there's so much rulemaking that goes on from these offices that really uh, deepens that agenda that the president has. In this case, it's to target life in the womb and and uh, it also the makeup of, of the Supreme Court, uh, the makeup of certainly the Congress as well. But uh, also the the opportunity that states are taking at this time to put abortion on the ballot. So let's uh, just explore that a little bit further here as is what's really going on with all of this. And and uh, let's uh, alert listeners. Uh, they may be in a state that this is going to be on their ballot this year. Yes. And, and this is something we're very gravely concerned about. We're seeing all kinds of money pumped into this, Jim. And they're, what they're doing is they're putting on the ballot a radical uh, abortion until birth um, part of, that would be then uh, passed by the, the voters. It would be put into the state constitution and wipe out any pro-life law whatsoever. And what they're doing is they're coming in with buckets of money, uh, paying uh, people to uh, collect signatures, hiding the reality of what that uh, referendum is about as well as the wording of the referendum itself hides, hides exactly what they're doing. And then they, um, they come in at the last minute with all kinds of ads, slick ads that have, uh, that, that have outright lies in them and misinformation, and then uh, they carry the day. And they've done that in Ohio, California, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, Montana, and Vermont. And here's the states that we have to watch out for, my, my own state of Florida included, where they have the uh, pro-life states in the crosshairs to spread this, this vile abortion until birth. And those states include Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Maryland, Missouri, Nebraska, New York, and South Dakota. So everybody is um, is is uh, you know at risk for this they come in with words like viability and health care um, and of course abortion is none of those but then they put in a loophole say they're saying oh in some of these cases we only want abortion until viability or the ability of the baby to live outside the womb but they put a loophole in there then that gives a paid late-term abortionist the right to determine the medical need for an abortion. Mm -hmm. And, of course, if if you're doing abortions in the third trimester of pregnancy, you are not too concerned about the truth or the ethics of a medical situation. They're getting paid for it, and they're going to say it's necessary. And so this is something we really need to be uh, concerned about. Fortunately, in, in Florida, it takes 60% to pass the constitutional amendment. And none of these radical things have gotten 60% votes so far. But uh, not every state is prepared um, or in a good place like we are in Florida. So it's going to be something we're all hands on deck. We have to let everybody know in our churches, in our neighborhoods, in our places of work about what's going on. Friends, again, those states are Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Missouri, 
Maryland, uh, Nebraska, New York, and South Dakota. Um, we also know what's happening for those of you, many listeners in the state of Wisconsin as well. Uh, as you know, when when Roe v. Wade was overturned, our 1849 law kicked back in that forbid abortion to take place uh, except for the life of the mother. All other exceptions off the table. And and uh, that's what ensued a, a very intense Supreme Court battle where one of the candidates made it very clear that she was for a woman's right to choose and reproductive freedom and so forth. Well, uh, the state elected her to office and now have uh, overturned the majority, uh, the conservative majority of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And wouldn't you know that there was a lawsuit filed right away to to uh, say that this does not apply to abortion and a, a rogue just, uh, judge, in my opinion, uh, stated that indeed that the, the, that law was against feticide. It was not against abortion itself, and and uh, as a result, Planned Parenthood is back in business, killing babies in the state of Wisconsin once again. Brad, it's absolutely atrocious. It is, and it's another example of them ignoring the the printed word, yes. or twisting the reality. They're just not playing by the rules. It, they're just like a bull in a china shop, barreling their way through the legal and political system. Brad Mattis with us. Uh, Brad, um, speaking of the Supreme Court, as we did just a bit ago, they've accepted a case concerning the abortion pill. What's on the horizon here? What's at stake? Well, that's a potentially very bright spot on the horizon, Jim. Um, The um, FDA approved sloppy uh, approval, a political approval of the chemical abortion pill back in 2000. And, um, a group of of four medical professionals and four physicians are suing the FDA for its approval of RU-46. And in the process, um, they initially approved it with certain safeguards that were very important that all the researchers back then said was absolutely necessary. They've jettisoned those safeguards since then, and they're even allowing the pill to be mailed. Uh, short-circuiting and going around any medical oversight, Mm. which is very dangerous for women. Now, a district judge uh, by the name of Cax Merrick uh, took the case, and he reversed the whole thing. He said that the FDA's um, approval of of RU-46 is overturned. Now, then the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals kind of overturned some of what he said, only they pushed, put in back the safeguards that were needed, and they said that you could not mail the pills. Now, that, that's a huge victory in itself. But then that went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, we're going to keep with the status quo as this works through the court system, which was very disappointing because we have uh, no protections uh, at all for babies and mothers as it winds its way through the court system. But The good news, my friends, is that this has the potential of turning the abortion industry on its head because they have, over time, turned from surgical abortion to chemical abortion, and they rely on that. And if this is overturned, then they're going to be in a world of hurt as far as um, the body count that they are piling up. Yeah, and Brad, we'll point out that there's the use of the abortion pill does bring about a fatality, and that is the unborn child. But uh, but in addition to that, there has been fatalities of the mother taking that pill as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're talking about um, uh, 500% increase in emergency room visits related to the pill. And um, that was between 2002 and 2015. And then lo and behold, under Obama, the FDA no longer is requiring uh, physicians to report complications to the pill unless the woman dies, which is, which is uh, a cover-up of about 95% of all problems. Mm. So if a woman takes the pill and she has all kinds of problems, she goes into the emergency room, she sepsis, um, they have to do a complete hysterectomy to save her life. Um, She's in ICU for 10 days and um, is transferred to a regular room, and after three weeks, she's finally released to go home. The FDA doesn't want to know anything about what her ordeal was. Only if she died, then they're interested. My, my. 
Sadly, so many women are being injured, and you'll never know it. You won't get it from the FDA. You'll not get it from the national media. Uh, And Brad, I know that for women, some are feeling pressure to take this pill, and after they do, they immediately feel regret. There isn't a reversal pill that's available, but sadly, we even see the targeting against doctors who who uh, will give the the uh, tell about the reversal pill or 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 prescribe the reversal pill uh, for their interfering in the process. Yes, you know that just underscores the fact that the abortion industry can't tolerate anything that competes with the bottom line. They attack pregnancy centers who uh, talk women into giving life to their children, and this abortion pill reversal was actually attacked uh, through the uh, judicial system um, in uh, Colorado, but thankfully a uh, judge reversed that. Um, yes, it's, it's a tried-and-true system that's been around for five decades, um, the drug is very safe. It's used for at-risk pregnancies. And if a woman takes the first abortion pill and changes her mind, she can seek immediate help and uh, receive uh, this uh, synthetic hormone. And, and they have a success rate of around 68%. Mm. So um, this is something that we need to get out to all women abortion pill reversal. Uh, If you Google it, you will find the help you need uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Um, And, you know, Brad, I I just want to say something. And uh, it triggered my mind. I just saw a story when uh, you used the word Google, and I just saw a story on LifeNews.com that Google is is really directing when people will put in something about pregnancy on web searches. Usually, the first people they're bringing up, the first site uh, search uh, the, the sites are for Planned Parenthood, and that that is truly an atrocity. That uh, I guess Google, Bing, Duck, DuckGo uh, are are all kind of engaged in that. Yes, and it, not long ago, Jim, uh, in D.C., they they took out a pregnancy center that women could be referred to. They were caught doing that, and, of course, they said, oh, that was an accident. Right. Well, we know better than yeah, that. Right. Um, they a- accidentally, don't want to tolerate. Accidentally on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, this uh, Friday is the annual March for Life, Brad. The theme is pro-life with every woman for every child. I spe- see the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, is set to speak at the event. Yes, and uh, I would expect him to be there. He's just a solid, rock-solid guy, very pro-life, good family guy, very biblical man. And uh, I'm heading to D.C. tomorrow afternoon to take part in all the festivities. I'll tell you what, Jim, even with the cold, um, that I'm not used to here in Florida, there is more of an upbeat atmosphere because Roe is dead. And uh, But, of course, we're also faced with the reality that the work continues. But that's a wonderful time to get together with a 100,000 or so of our best friends and celebrate life. And if anybody has never been to the March for Life in D.C., you really have to go because it's kind of a life-changing event. That's taking place this Friday in Washington, D.C., the annual March for Life. A quick break. We're going to probe our guest with a few more topics here, and then, of course, we'll be opening up phone lines to take your calls. We'll be back in one minute. This is Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Pastor Ken Spilger was discouraged. His church was not growing like he desired, and he wanted God to do something. He was invited to fly to a pastor's conference. On the way back, the plane hit trees just short of the runway. It crashed and erupted into a fireball. The pilots and two other pastors were killed instantly. Ken Spilger was the sole survivor of the crash and was pulled from the burning wreckage of the plane. He spent months at a hospital's burn unit. Ken's story is documented in Pulled from the Burning, a powerful documentary that shows how God changed his life, his family, and his church. Pulled from the Burning is available for a donation of $15. The set includes a Blu-ray disc, a DVD, and a digital download. For Pulled from the Burning, call VCY America, one 800 729-9829. 
Brad Mattis with us today from the Life Issues Institute. If you've not been to their site, uh, check it out, lifeissues.org. If you have been on it, it's all been redone. So much material that is there. Lots of helpful research on so many issues pertaining to life. Uh, lifeissues.org. And, and Brad, as you mentioned, not just the beginning of life, but also dealing with end-of-life issues as well. We know there's a huge movement going on. Uh, like I, I see here, Iceland and Denmark have ne- killed nearly everyone with Down syndrome. Uh, that's taking place. We see the uh, MAID laws happening uh, uh, here across the, the country being uh, introduced. Uh, euthanasia, uh, that is, or physician-assisted suicide, many different names for it. But uh, it, it all is targeting human life. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because this week I'm I'm uh, tackling the issue of um, of being hit of of both sides from abortion and euthanasia. I've just written an article for our next newsletter that talks about the states where uh, that legislation was introduced in ten states last year. Uh, we've been keeping uh, them back from being successful, but we expect there be an onslaught of more states uh, passing or trying to pass uh, pro-euthanasia legislation. Those people are taking their cues from the uh, abortion movement. They're tenacious, they're relentless, and they keep coming back again and again. Um, last month, uh, the Christian Post reported that Planned Parenthood received nearly $2 billion, that's billion with a B, in federal taxpayer money over the course of three years. And that's, uh, and that's the, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood. There's also the International Planned Parenthood Federation uh, received for and their global abortion, over a couple million dollars there. Another provider, MSI Reproductive Choices, and other abortion providers, over $107 million, according to this report. And on top of that, Planned Parenthood affiliates uh, also reportedly received uh, some $90 million in relief funds intended for small businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Brad, I see these numbers, and they indeed have a friend in the Biden administration. Oh, they do. And, you know, uh, here we we have an organization that is selling, was caught red-handed, selling aborted baby body parts. Um, They were caught on a video forcing women to have abortions. They recently uh, have been caught uh, trafficking young minor daughters, getting them uh, to other states out of Texas, into Kansas and California, for example, to have secret abortions without the parents knowing it. They write a letter to the doctor, to the school. Uh, They will provide transportation and even pay for the abortion for a 13-year-old to have an abortion without her her parents' knowledge. Mm. And, And the Biden's response to that is, let's dump boatloads of money on the already full coffers that they have. Um, It is really a travesty, and that's why we need a pro-life president and we need pro-life members of Congress. And it's not only our federal tax dollars. Folks, they're picking your pocket to do this, by the way. But it's not only this pickpocketing that's going on, but I, I also saw that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has given $94 million to Planned Parenthood since their charity was founded. And a lot of that is motivated, Jim, by uh, population concerns. They don't want a third world nations, uh, the undesirables, uh, increasing in population. And we have seen them target uh, continents like Africa and uh, India and other areas that are growing populations that they want to combat. Um, It's very much a eugenicist movement. And uh, until... We have a president that is strong enough to say enough is enough. We're going to defund this abortion juggernaut. Then uh, we'll we'll have things to status quo. Friends, we're opening our phone lines today, 800-733-9829, taking your questions or brief comments on this issue of standing for life in critical times. Again, our number, 800-733-9829. Brad, you've released a Sanctity of Life special, just produced it here recently, called Hope Out of Tragedy, a Christian Response to Pregnancy by Rape. And this is one of the issues, you know, we must have abortion for cases of rape. Tell us about this special that you've uh, produced. Yes, well, one thing that troubles me greatly, Jim, is that a lot of well-meaning Christians and pro-lifers think that we need to make an exception 
for when a pregnancy results from rape. And uh, it is not the baby's fault. Um, we can't impose capital punishment on an innocent child. What we need to do is prosecute the, um, the attacker, the sexual attacker. And uh, so I have two guests on the program, Mark Rebke, who, um, whose mother was just 14 years old when she was raped at a July 4th party. And she courageously gave birth to Mark uh, and placed him in a good Christian home via adoption. And now he is an eloquent spokesperson for uh, life in Washington, D.C. And, and around the United States. And my other guest is Ayala Eisenberg. Um, when she was a child, this is a real tragic story, Jim. She was uh, sexually abused for years. And when she was 15, she became pregnant. And um, she was able to get away from her situation. Uh, she fought to keep her baby, and sadly, she miscarried. But she talks very eloquently about the need to choose life. You know, Jim, I've talked to so many women who have experienced pregnancy after rape. And those that chose abortion, every single one has regretted it immensely. Mm. Those who chose life, every single one has been so grateful to God that they did not choose choose abortion. In the cases of choosing abortion after rape, several women told me they felt like they had been raped twice. Wow. The violence of the rape and the violence of abortion on their bodies. So we'd like everybody to tune in on VCY America. And um, we have some wonderful resources at our landing page that we will make available to you. So listen to the program and share it with others. And friends, our network and many stations that pick up Crosstalk carry our network, and uh, we will be airing that this coming Friday, uh, Friday at 12 noon Central Time. That's 1 Eastern, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, with a rebroadcast on Sanctity of Life Sunday at uh, 5 p.m. Central Time. That's 6 p.m. Eastern. That's right here on VCY America. So, friends, we're taking your, your questions today. What Your reaction to this, those of you in Arizona and Florida and, and Missouri and Nebraska, South Dakota, they're trying to target your state, having this on your ballot to have abortion all the way up to the point of birth. Your reaction to this issue, our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. We're going to begin with George calling from Geneva, Ohio. George, you're on the air. Yeah, Jim and Brand, we need to call murder what it is. Now, it's not abortion, it's murder. Let's call it what it is. And then we may win this battle. Uh, so... Uh, I just pray, and you do, I'm sure, and everybody should be praying that we end this murder of the unborn yeah. now. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for the call, Brad. Well, yes, there are, there are times when I guess murder would be appropriate. Uh, we need to, if we want to be heard, we need to speak in a way that people will accept it. Frequently, when we use the term murder, we turn people off and they don't listen to what we have to say. So, we want to be as strong as we can, George, without alienating the listener. Ken is calling from Iron River, Wisconsin. And though we will say that abortion is murder, you would agree with that, Brad? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Positively. Yep. Ken, you're on the air. Go ahead. I, <laughs> that's my comment. It's, it's evil. Yeah. It's wrong. Um, my brother, he wanted to abort him, said he's sick, dying. He's the most intelligent one of all of us, nine years old. I, I mean, out of nine of us, excuse me. And it, it just frustrates me. It's a human being. Yes. How, how can you, it's, it's a life. I don't get it. I honestly, gosh, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, and, and Brad, especially thank you for the call when, especially when you see, I mean, uh, this is horrible videos that have come out showing an abortion taking place, the killing of that unborn child it is horrendous to see, Brad, and when one is faced with with the reality of what they're doing in the womb, um, it, 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 I mean, it really not only turns one's stomach, but it hopefully will also turn one's heart and mind as well. Well, yeah, and, and I, I may be going out on a limb here, but I believe that abortion is the greatest evil of our time mm. in the world. Uh, the volume of babies that we've killed, the fact that uh, an abortionist can pull a baby out limb from limb from the womb and then have to piece it back together to make sure they got everything. 
Um, that is not health care. Yeah. That is not, not that is not helping women. That is not empowering them. That is uh, an evil, evil practice. Our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. We have Aaron calling from London, Kentucky. Aaron, you're on the air. Yeah, man, it's no wonder why God hates the sexual deviant sins so much, man. What terrible pain that it causes. Yeah. Everybody involved, including God, man, uh, I, I feel that there's a, 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 a they're trying to maybe uh, justify being able for young women to go out and have sexual intercourse, and then if they get pregnant, be able to use the so-called I got raped thing just to be able to justify getting an abortion. Oh man, what a terrible thing, man! Hey, thank that's what you do. Thank you for Thanks. the thank you for the call. And Brad, I mean, let's go back yesteryear as well. I mean, this whole giving out of contraceptives in the schools. I mean, Planned Parenthood has been in the in the game, so so to speak, all along here, and getting kids to be so called sexually active. And and by the way, if if this you know contraception doesn't work, then you come see us and we'll take care of it for you. Well, yeah, and, and, and every, nobody is right in the mind if they think you can hand a teenage boy a packet of condoms and not expect him to try them out. Um, that is, is pushing teens into a, a, a dangerous lifestyle that they are simply not prepared for, mm-hmm. and it is unconscionable that uh, we would allow them into our schools. Yeah. Let's go to New Mexico. Andreas, you're on the air. Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. You know, guys, uh, it shows just the time and era we're living. It's a spiritual uh, far, uh, war, a warfare is what it is. You know, that uh, if we go back to the biblical times and that uh, that God, uh, God, whatever it was, Baal, and then yeah. they were sacrificing kids, you know. But, you know, Scripture came to me, you can kill a body, but you can't kill a spirit, you know. Uh, the spirits go on forever, and you know those those fetuses, uh, the 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 persons that abort, they're gonna be surprised one day when they see those 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 spirits the way God wants to be. You can he can kill a body, but you can't kill a spirit. Mm. And we're gonna be very surprised one day when when we actually uh, find out everything, because God has everything under control. But shame, shame on on those people that are. Uh, that are pro-abortion, uh, because I come from New Mexico, and most areas, there's a 90% Catholics, but but then uh, when they go vote, they vote the for those people that are for abortion, and shame on them. I call them right now, shame on them. Thank you. God bless you. You can't be Christian and, 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 and pro-choice. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye. And, and Brad, it does defy biblical truth. It does, uh, and and I've said it many times. I'll say it again. Abortion is not compatible with Christianity. Those who uh, push their Christian faith aside and engage in that, there will be a conversation that they'll need to have with the Creator when they meet Him. Friends, stay on the line. We'll take up more calls right after this 60-second break. We're speaking today with Brad Mattis from the Life Issues Institute. Their website is lifeissues.org. Lifeissues.org, back in one minute here on Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. We sent a reporter to Taiwan, Colonel John Mills, and the CCP, well, according to many reports, they were hoping to interfere in the election. In fact, they even put out the word that the vice president, who was running for president under the DPP party, which would be kind of the Taiwan First Party, that if they were successful in the election, that would bring war. So they were apparently trying to scare the voters, but the DPP candidate won. Now the issue is what will happen? We know, according to numerous reports, that Xi Jinping, when in San Francisco a few months ago, told President Biden, we are going to take Taiwan one way or the other. Now it has come out this week that Biden says he does not support the independence of Taiwan. Folks, it seems as though there is going to be an attempt to take Taiwan. Keep your eye on that part of the world. I'm Brandon House for the Worldview Report.
We've got a number of callers lined up here today on Crosstalk. Our guest, Brad Mattis from the Life Issues Institute. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Uh, holding the longest is John in Lubbock, Texas. Hi, John. You're on the air. Hey, Jim. Thank you so much for taking my call and for your program and bringing these uh, terrific behaviors of our country to light. You had mentioned earlier about the, the video of the actual abortion. Yeah. One of the things about this, I think, that should happen, that should be made mandatory, anyone that is wanting to receive an abortion for whatever reason should be mandated uh, to watch the video of an actual abortion mm-hmm. taking place before they actually have the abortion done. Yeah. That would change a whole lot of minds. That would change a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. And I believe that it would be a huge deterrent for people to actually go through with it. Yeah. Thank you, John. Uh, Thank you. And I, I know there's a Dr. Lavatino who even describes the act, even with caricatures and, and more of an animated look at this. And, and you can hardly watch that, Brad. It is so atrocious. What is happening? That's right. And Tony is a good friend of mine. And, um, for him to recall the number of babies he's killed, mm-hmm. you see a pain in his eyes and across his face that even though he is, has, is right with God and uh, the blood of Christ covered all of his sin, there's still that burden of remembering what, what happened in the lives he took. But I want to take this opportunity to say that there is no sin abortion or otherwise, that cannot be forgiven through the blood of Christ. Amen. Amen. Pam is calling from La Crosse, Wisconsin. Pam, you're on the air. Good afternoon. Um, You had mentioned uh, that we need a um, pro-life president, which we do. But how often have we been told from our Congress and our Senate, yes, 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 I'm pro-life, and I'm going to make sure that we take away the funding for Planned Parenthood, just vote for me. And then they get in there and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So not only do we need a pro-life president, we need pro-life in the legislature. And then people, you need to call your congressmen, your senators, and make sure if this bill comes up again that you're holding them to what they told us. Yeah, good point. Thank you for your program. Yeah, thank you very much. And good point there. Brad, there are those who are pro-life in name only. Uh, we also have seen attempts that have been made, have gotten so far, but then uh, through a filibuster maneuver, stop this from taking place. But uh, right now, we do know that the floodgates have been open for money going into Planned Parenthood. Oh, they certainly have. And uh, being in the minority in Washington has deadly uh, impacts and results. But uh, Pam made such a good point that you need to call your elected officials and hold their feet to the fire. And if they're not doing what they said they do, it's paramount for all of us to get in their face uh, politely, but let them know that that they are a disappointment and need to change their ways. And, of course, a lot of those people are very good people. They do what they promise they do, but then it takes uh, an inordinate amount of everybody doing the right thing, and it's not always the end result that we want or work for because we have those who, as Jim said, are are rhinos in some cases, um, pro-life in name only, or um, they just want to get elected and not deal with the hard issues. Let's go to Gary in Mesa, Arizona. Gary, you're on the air. I want someone to explain to me once and for all how taxpayers' money is being funneled into Planned Parenthood and the, and what are they we know what they're spending it on but I want to know how what's the legal connection between them and taxpayers money and uh, by the way uh, I'll bet you Kermit Gosnell would vote for uh, abortion rights yeah he sure would uh, Brad how does that money I mean it's, it's channeled through what the, like the health and human services and part of the the president's plan of his spending bills and so forth absolutely and the bulk of it uh, Gary is through the Medicare, Medicaid, mostly Medicaid system, where people go for so-called services there, and then Planned Parenthood gets reimbursed for providing those services. Um, it has never been uh, for abortion, but it is a lot of other related services. And I'll tell you what, if you've got those types of reimbursements paying for the lighting and the rent and the staffing, 
that is where you have a commingling of uh, monies, of tax dollars with abortion. And that's where we have to really uh, make sure that that line is drawn. And, you know, we had some success with President Bush and President Trump in uh, in those positions where the line was drawn. But right now it is, as Jim said, the floodgates open and the money's coming in. Gary, thanks for calling. Michael is calling from Dousman, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Hey, Jim, I just got a quick comment that, you know, I wish I, I, wish I would hear more. Um, the life of Jesus shows us that all life begins at conception, and I wish everybody would just say that. Yeah, yeah. indeed. And and uh, we see even as Mary went to Elizabeth, how Elizabeth's baby jumped in the womb uh, as a result. Uh, thank you, Michael, for raising that issue. Life does indeed begin at conception. Going to get one more call in, Yolanda from Tempe, Arizona, and uh, Yolanda, you're on the air. Hi, I just want to say um, I thank my choice and my my new husband for um, keeping our baby. Hmm. But a lot of kids, a lot of females don't get help. I just want to see there's more help for women when they get pregnant, and you know, help raise a family is very hard for housing. Thank God we stepped it up and we. I finished college and we started working and everything. He's my son, my oldest is twenty eight now, and he has his own company. But I'm glad I didn't abort him. I, mm-hmm. You know, I was Amen. able to keep him. Amen. But yeah. I was saying that there's help for young families, more, you know, mm-hmm. men as well. We have food stamps for females, but men tend to get incarcerated and don't help with the family. You know. Yeah. Thank you. And we're just down to 30 seconds, so I have to cut off there. Uh, Brad, a quick comment on this, and I know, and I just saw a headline on LifeNews.com, Texas Pregnancy Centers help 113,125 pregnant women after the state banned abortion. Yes, and you're seeing all kinds of states uh, step up to the plate and provide funding, not only for these centers, but for women and men. And a lot of the services that are provided go well beyond uh, pregnancy and delivery uh, into job training, even providing cars to get to work. There's all kinds of things. It's a new day for uh, young men and women who are facing an unexpected pregnancy. There's lots of help for them. Thank you for the call. And uh, I referred to Texas. Their program is called Thriving Texas Families, and a lot of help there, but a lot of resources in a number of places. Brad Mattis, our guest today, lifeissues.org. Brad, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Jim. And friends, thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.